Jean-Claude Pijanowski, a man most of us called J.C., did something unexpected recently. He died. This was unexpected because he was not old, or at least not old enough to be in the category of someone who might just die one day. Neither was he suffering from any life-threatening maladies. He'd been sick with the flu. He missed work at the winery for much of one week. Then at the end of that week, on a Friday night, he passed away. Jean-Claude was the chief wine scientist at Nicholson Ranch, the winery in Sonoma where I work. As you can imagine, everyone is pretty out of it, stunned, confused, maybe a little bit angry, definitely very sad. J.C. wasn't just someone we worked with. He was one of the good people, one who brought the good energy into a room and left it there. Someone you wanted around, and someone who wanted to be around. He loved his work at the winery, and not just the lab and winemaking work, which he was great at, but he also wanted to try his hand pouring wine for guests, doing tastings. He turned out to be great at that, too. This really surprised no one. J.C. was just like that, capable of anything. Really. When I found out J.C. had passed, I really couldn't wrap my brain around it. I still can't. Uh, it seems like our conversations about day-to-day -day things like mouse traps and dog treats would continue forever. And now they won't. J.C. was a fan of the podcast from the early days. He was curious about it, always very complimentary. And one day I put him in the guest's chair. And, as expected, he was a great guest. Relaxed, prepared, and he made it a whole lot of fun. Here's part of that conversation. talked about this around here and every once in a while somebody says oh yeah jc used to work for nasa i worked there twice actually one is an intern during the voyager 2 encounter with uh, uranus which year was that that was 19 i want to say 79 and then the second time actually it was a full-time position working with a, a subcontractor working for nasa and we were in charge of basically a telemetry and data storage what year was that that was like 82 to 84 Five? Good experience working Excellent for NASA? experience. I loved it. Uh, seriously, uh, some amazing people. I was My last gig there was actually working for the uh, spacecraft assembly team. Okay. So we were building an interplanetary spacecraft called right. Galileo. Oh, yeah. And I was on the test team. Actually, I was the test conductor's assistant, which was really kind of a cool gig because I was right next to the head honcho, the, the chief engineer Whoa. for building interplanetary spacecrafts. Wow. So, and my job was just to track all the uh, commands, all the procedures, wow. and just make sure everything was like, you know, we're on schedule, we're issuing the right commands, there's no mistakes. So, it was definitely a very cool gig. And this is a 2019 rosé. What do you think of it? Well, I like the color. color I mean, beautiful. really beautiful it's color, for sure. dark pink. In the aromatics, there's definitely fruit. There's no flaws. What I look for normally with wines mm -hmm. is flaws. Sure. Because it comes very subjective. 
and so far so good. What do you think of the coasters, JC? Actually, I like the illustration. I mean, it's definitely a little bit of an art piece there. Yeah, I can't take credit for the illustration. That was, no, it's really quite nice. I some like guy it. made a cartoon image of a picture of me. And I can tell um, you're really into the wine. I mean, you're closing your eyes. You're oh, going yeah. for the aromatics. I like to close my eyes when I'm smelling the wine because I think it helps me to focus. No, I agree. No distractions for sure. So, JC, what got you into science as a kid? I know all kids go through a phase where, like, they're into dinosaurs. Well, I think it was my father because okay. he actually he worked for NASA at Jet Propulsion Laboratories in Wait. Pasadena. So, we were always a space-faring kind of family. I mean, we were always into space exploration, especially. So, when you were young, your father, Jean-Pierre, was working for NASA? Actually, he was. He worked on a variety of projects. One of the ones that he really enjoyed was the uh, the Viking project. Okay. It was the first lander uh, on the planet Mars. And it was two of those, and they were very successful. So that inspired you? Oh, absolutely. And you didn't study science? I uh, You were not. a STEM student. But my friends were all physicists, or physics majors, okay. chemistry majors. So my, my little like circle of friends were all science majors. Okay. That was kind of interesting. Then how did you get... To NASA from there. Well, I had a summer internship uh, when I was a junior oh, yeah. in college. Okay. And I really enjoyed it, and I did well, you know, on this. Uh, it was called the MTIS team. It was um, recording telemetry and images from the Voyager 2 spacecraft. And what was cool about it, that experience that summer is that I met Carl Sagan. He came to my department to film his, episode, his uh, Cosmos series. Cosmos. PBS. PBS. So uh, he came by, you know, we talked and we all saw him. And uh, funny little story, I went to go get his autograph. So I went around the corner to see where he was. And he was with his girlfriend. And they were like making out <laughs> big time. So, you know. You saw Carl Sagan making out. So he was girlfriend. like, for me, he's like the rock star. Rock star of scientists. Right, he was a rock star getting the chicks. And he was like on uh, Tonight Show. I mean, he was really sort of... He was always talking about billions and billions of years. He was like the, uh, the, you know, the poster child for... For science, for rocketry, for astrophysics. I remember that very well when he was like huge. I left working for NASA and then I ended up working on Santa Catalina Island. And that was a real change. I worked for the Boy Scouts of America. The coast of Los Angeles. Yes. I worked for the Boy Scouts of America as a Boy Scout Ranger. That was a really wonderful gig. Definitely enjoyed that very much. It was like for five years I did that. Nice little house on the beach. It was really wonderful. Uh, But that's where I met my wife, Anjali. We met at the camp. Uh, She was working at the camp um, in the fall and the spring for uh, another company called Catalina Island Marine Institute. Okay. We met there. We fell in love. She also a scientist? Uh, she is a scientist oh. uh, in the sense that she teaches science. Okay. If you're not using the science, uh, the chances of having a flawed wine or not having the best wine you can possibly make are is going to be out there, right? Well, you have to like use what's available to you. And we, fortunately, how science has evolved, we have uh, instruments that can help us. Though, in the end, though, we definitely taste what we've got. Right. I mean, that's going to make the decision is actually the aromatics, the color, the taste. And, you know, a Deepak and I, it's like, we'll look at the numbers very carefully. And they kind of like give us a guide. Mm-hmm. But in the end, it's going to be sort of like how the experience it's is. It's your palate. Absolutely. You're tasting, you're smelling, and the decisions are made, I'm guessing, on uh, with a combination. It's a combination of both. Absolutely. And our, the soft science, which is <laughs> tasting and the smelling. 
they tested wine already in space. You told me about that. Yeah, it was actually a couple, a couple of years ago, 2019, they sent up a case of a Bordeaux wine. And what was the wine called? I'm trying to have a, a moment. One here. of those really expensive Oh, it was a, a Petrus 2000. Oh. Uh, and it goes for about 6000 to $8,000 yeah. a bottle. Sure. So they send a case up. Wow. It's up there for a year and a half. They brought it back down, and they did a blind taste of the space wine next to the same wine that was aged on the ground. And there was a consensus that, first of all, the quality was still there. Great quality. Everything was spot right. on. But they believed the, uh, the, the wine aged three years longer in space. If they ask you to come to space, if they shoot you in a rocket ship... I think I would go with Jeff Bezos. I, I like his uh, Blue Origin uh, rocket. I don't know that I'm ready to go to space. Well, one way or another, we're going to space. That's that's a fact. <laughs> well, we're going to have to get the hell off this planet eventually, that's for sure. Yeah, we're the, we are the talking monkeys, and we're going to have to leave the you know the womb and that's right. move on. Let's taste the second wine. This is a Carmenere. Carmenere is the name of the grape. What do you think? Visually, I love the color again. Beautiful, beautiful color. The aromatics, very clean. Now I'm going to taste it. Oh, man. It's really good. Oh, nice texture. It has a lot of really nice non-fruit flavors going on. And it's got a really long finish. I get like this big hit of like tobacco. Mm. Okay. Almost like I'm drinking tobacco juice. (laughs) <laughs> tobacco not, juice. Not, not like somebody spit chewing tobacco into a spittoon and I'm drinking that. That's not what I'm saying. I'm like, if you put tobacco leaves in a juicer, maybe that's what I'm saying. But I'm not 100% mm-hmm. sure. Again, tasting wine and, and blurting out the first thing you think you taste is is kind of the art. Though, yeah, the fruit is a little bit more subdued, but yeah. I, I would have to agree that there is something else going on. It's not a fruity wine. No, but I do like the, the flavors. What kind of dog is Harley? She is mostly uh, Pyrenees. Okay. A little bit of pit bull. Yeah. I think there's a, some lab in her also. Mm-hmm. Though I took her to the dog park yesterday, and this woman said, your dog has some Great Dane in her. So I think she has a, maybe some Great Dane, like a small percentage. Well, she definitely has that build like a Great Dane. She's, got she's, a, she's, she's long and lanky. Big and lean, yeah, exactly. Lean, lanky, but a real love bug. If you could sit down and have a glass of wine or a Moscow mule, someone from the world of science, living or dead, who might it be? One that's dead would be Carl Sagan. Okay. I do want to get my autograph that I never got. <laughs> he was too busy making out with some hot that's chick. Right, that's right. Was, was, that, was, that what, that, was it NASA or was that at college? Oh, that was at NASA. That was at NASA. That was he, at JPL. He's visiting NASA. He, he was visiting he our, his our girlfriend with him. He brought his girlfriend, you know, he and his little entourage of people. And I, uh, I have to go into the next room. To that's study what he did. Something. And let me make out. And they were making out. It was like, okay. Oh, man. <laughs> Carl Sagan. Yeah. How much did they get right in Star Trek? I mean, the original Star Trek yeah, series? Yeah, the original with, the, you know. Oh, well, uh, they had the tricorder. William, William Shatner. Well, they had a tricorder. They, they had, uh, you know, we don't have uh, teleportation, which would be really cool. That, that would be a nice one to crack is to have a method to transform, teleport matter through space. That you think be, that's going to happen? Is somebody working on that? I would not be surprised. There's all kinds of uh, secret projects uh, through DARPA from the military. Yeah. You know, they do all kinds of 
really interesting research. So that may be one that they're exploring. I mean, it would be cheaper than having a rocket. You know, right. If you, right. So. But you have to build the teleportation station wherever you're going to teleport people to, right? Unless you send it first and then, you know, you wait an hour, then you're ready to go. I'm having a hard time wrapping my brain around it. I know. Teleportation would be a, a really funky experience. And then time travel. Going back in time or going in the future? That would be interesting. Going in the future and meeting yourself. That would be very uh, an odd experience for sure. <laughs> Jean-Claude Pijanowski is no longer with us. Maybe he figured out teleportation and he just beamed himself away. But I know he's out there somewhere, maybe sipping wine with Carl Sagan, talking about the cosmos. If you'd like to hear that whole conversation, you can find it from July of 2021. It's called JC Brings the Science. Will you join me now in raising a glass to him? Be well, JC. Thanks for the good times. And Godspeed, my friend. Cheers. <laughs>